Coming. It's coming. It's ready to hit. Mountain Dew feels good. Kidding. Boom. I'm just glad everyone can't see us dancing right now. Yeah, because we look really awkward. Welcome to Life Karma. Coming at you. Live. I always wanted to say live like that, like I have my own radio show. Yes, we do have our own radio show. It's called The Podcast. <laughs> Today's podcast or yesterday's radio shows. That's right. Wow. Welcome, well, everyone. We're happy to have you here oh, with us. Oh, yes, we are. Got a lot of things we want to talk about. Tonight. People have been loving that last episode. It was fun. We talked pretty candidly about things. Oh, we did. The we obstacle did. is the way. Lots of people were shooting me text message. Floyd Mayweather, you idiot. Oh, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> it wasn't Roger Jones or whatever. Or whatever the heck yeah, I that's what it was. It, it was Mayweather. That's yes, totally Mayweather. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the guy. Well, whatever. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, though. screw all of you. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. That's oh, Floyd Mayweather. You're so stupid. <laughs> Got it. You guys come put a microphone in your face and try to remember things. Exactly. Come on, oh, man. Gosh. You try to be thought-provoking and compelling. Yeah. Fine. So that's what I'm talking about. You know, we have to drink our Mountain Dew Zero. We do. To get yes, hyped up. We do. Hey, we, made, we have this new tradition where we have this fancy box. I got it at a wine vineyard many years ago. And in the box are the topics. We're going to, we'll go into the Life Karma box. Yes. For topics to, for discussion. And if you, you have topics you want to mm -hmm. hear and you want us to talk about, then we'll just just text us and we'll put it in the life karma yeah. box to be randomly drawn at any given time. Yep. And then also, what was I going to say? Yep. Put it in the box or just comment on our Instagram. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just shoot us an Instagram. -y. Life karma. I got to say that freaking shirt you have on right now is the sickest ass shirt. So this is the first shirt from our spring drop. Oh yeah. It's so cool. So when this, when you guys are listening to this on Sunday, when we drop the shirt, will be there. And trust me, you're going to want like, if you're any kind of cool, yeah. And I think, I just think you need it. Yeah. It's OG, baby. It is OG for all you that knows what that means. Yes. It doesn't mean offensive guard, which no, is a position no, I played in football no. in college. <laughs> oh, you know, I love it when I see OG on a Nike box. Really? Is there such a thing? Yeah. It stands for original. Original Nike. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, if it's like the oh. first colorway. Oh, yeah. Of an Air Max One or whatever. Put OG on it. Oh, gee. Yeah. But this shirt means original gangsta. Original gangster. Yes. I wish we still kind of dressed. Like, like that? Like this. Yeah, that is pretty groovy. It's like old school gangster right there. I don't think my wife would date me, though. Yeah. It's well, the weird The cabaret hat, the uh, weird funky derby hat. That's a little weird. You guys are going to love this shirt, though. Yes. It looks really good. We got the printer back up and working. Oh, and it's working better than ever. Yep. Screw you, Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made some cool hats for us, too, man. Yeah, we, we wore the frickin same freaking hat. I know. It's weird. Yeah, yes. exclusive Life Karma hats. Did someone tell me that uh, we sound the same on here? I don't think we sound the same at all. I just, I've had someone tell me. Do that. I need to pretend I'm from Atlanta and say, hey, how y'all doing? Hey, y'all. Hey, yeah. I sent you a text today yeah. with an invitation to the 10-year anniversary of the Orange Duffel Bag Initiative. Yeah, talk about that real quick. Yeah, so, um, know. so I wrote this best-selling book on my Orange Duffel Bag, and I started a nonprofit in Atlanta 10 years ago. 
and we help at-risk kids. And uh, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary this fall, and we're having a big, huge fundraiser and a big event at Georgia Tech. Probably be uh, celebrated at halftime. We're going. To, there's going to be a football game, and you know we'll we'll have a lot of exciting things happen. And um, we have some. Uh, we've been given an endowment by some wonderful wealthy people, so our our um, our efforts can continue to go on to to help at-risk kids and kids in foster care, kids of less fortune, um, to help them pick their path and pack their bag and do whatever the hell they want in their life. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have, um, there are a lot of good people. Mike Daly and Diana Black have done amazing work. All of the Orange Duffel Bag coaches over the years have really impacted the lives of hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of young thousands. people. Thousands. Thousands, really. Yeah, really thousands. thousands. Yeah. So I'm really proud to be a part of that. And uh, I was the the co-founder of it and they just took it over and they're just doing well. I go to Atlanta maybe three or four times a year and just help, um, you know, just talk to the kids and maybe try to run, raise money and it should be fun. So I hope Brian's going to come with me. I, know, I need to go. I already marked it out on my calendar actually. Yep. September 11th, yep. 2020 Atlanta ATL 404 baby. I think it's actually September 10th. Is it? Okay. Boom. What's up now? I had that. I thought it was September 11th. But. Well, I marked out the 11th also. Yeah. Well, we have to travel on the 10th probably. We went to, I took Drake to Atlanta for a soccer tournament and Sam told us every place to go. And it honestly, one of my new favorite cities. Oh, Atlanta's just sick. And he didn't even tell us any strip clubs. And we still no, had I didn't a great tell you time. about the Cheetah 3, which is right no. by Georgia Tech. <laughs> well, I never went in. I spent many a parking never, I, I never. spent many an evening in the parking lot of the Cheetah 3s. That's right. But because all my buddies would go in there. And I'm like, I'm not going in there. Nope. Because then I'm gonna get I'll get crazy if I go in there, so I'm gonna stay here in the car. <laughs> you ain't coming out normal. <laughs> no, you get sure. back you like, oh, come did out you normal. see what she did? Good lord! Oh, oh my, my word! Geez. No, I didn't want him. It's like the that. halftime show of the Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 oh shoot! Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch of shaking going on in that place. If Good she, grief! If Shakira was in there, I might have to go in there. Oh, J Lo's 51. She's an alien, and she might be in there too. Yeah, but then. There'd be no coming back. No, from it'd that. be divorce city. Yeah, it'd be you'd be representing your own case in a law firm. How weird would it be if I walked in there and Emily was in there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Emily's Jesus. Yeah, it'd be a little weird. That would be I'd be like, what are you doing here? She'd be like, What are you doing here? I'm like, maybe we're here for the same thing. I don't yeah, know. It's a rendezvous. You know, I guess. Isn't there that song where you know these these it's an old school song where these people are like looking for each other and they find each other in the newspaper and they're like thinking you think they're having an affair and they and they 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 hook up and oh, they're yeah, actually it's married. Song. It's a famous. It's a, Isn't it a song? Yeah, it's a total song. And it's like they they um. Oh, it's a I pina like pina colada. Yeah, pina colada song. yeah so you guys can't like text me and tell me, hey idiot, is that pina colada song? Right. <laughs> Nope, got that yeah, one. Yeah, we suckers. have enough people texting us, calling us idiots. All right. Yeah, seriously. Whatever. Oh my goodness. Okay, so what would you like to talk about this evening? Well, I want to first give you a. Fun, let's oh yeah, on. I want to ask you a question about Babe Ruth. Oh yeah, Babe Ruth. Do you know who his favorite superhero was? Babe Ruth. Yeah, I would say Superman. Wrong. Damn it. Batman. Batman was Batman. He says he hated all superheroes except for Batman. Oh, okay. Isn't that weird? I guess maybe because he swung a bat when uh, he was Batman. Well, his favorite colors were blue and white. I'm like, come on. Like, duh, Yankees, I get Yankees it. Yankees and out. the Batman because he had the bat. It mm-hmm. makes sense for about the Batman. 
Yeah. And he's got a candy bar named after him, so that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Baby Ruth. But don't throw those in the pool, in a public pool, without the wrapper, because people think you nope. dropped the deuce in there. Nope. <laughs> and you they run away. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. Caddyshack. Great movie. That was a great classic that movie. That was a great movie. Caddyshack was a good, fine yeah. movie. One of Bill Murray's uh, finest efforts there. Yeah. So if you want to know how me and Sam feel on the weekends, just look at this T-shirt that we're dropping. Oh, yeah. That's how we feel. Like... We may not look that way. We may not be that cool. No, but but we feel that. Yeah, way. we feel that way. We just it all starts inside. It all you got to have the confidence inside. Inside. Yeah. Do you have the confidence inside? Can I just tell you, the Peloton bike kicked oh, yeah. my booty this oh, week? Yeah. Well, last week. Pelotons are awesome, man. Jeez. Georgia Tech graduate as a CEO and founder of Peloton. Love that freaking bike. I don't look as good on it as my wife does. Or the f- instructors. <laughs> no, not even close to those instructors. I want to yell They're at some fit. of them. Those dudes are, the girls and the guys are super yeah, fit in those I hate classes. them. I hate all of them. And then you rank yourself against like 2,000 people in the country and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm sucking. Yeah. But you I know. Can't, I, I can't figure out the rankings yet, like how they even come up with that. I don't know. But when I start out, I'm doing pretty good. By the end, I suck. I'm like near the end. Like, you know, hey, I'm just do. I'm here, man. I'm doing the burning the calories. I'm just trying to get sexy for my wife. Okay, exactly. It's like, come on, jeez. <laughs> I'm not in the cheetah club. Seriously, no, you're not. All right, so our trusty Robert Green. He is a uh, Brian is looking at the book called The Forty Eight Immutable Laws of Power, mm. which is a book he told me to read um, about eight months ago, which I dutifully did and. I think it ruined me for life. And the red eye, then I read a lot of his other books. And Your eyes me. have been opened. Yes, they have. It's like everything's Eve. Machiavellian and the court yeah. jester. And no one does anything out of altruism. They just do things that benefit themselves. Eve has given you the fruit. Your eyes have been opened. I have, she has given me the fruit, and I like <laughs> to taste of it. It makes me happy. very good. I like some more of this. All right, so this is what he said. Law number 27. Play on people's need to believe to create a cult-like following. Mm. People have an overwhelming desire to believe in something. Become the focal point of such desire by offering them a cause, a new faith to follow. So that's like create your own tribe and people will follow you. Well, isn't that what pretty much every politician does? Oh, yeah. Bernie Sanders is doing a great job at that right now. Yeah. Speaking of Bernie Sanders. Bernie's just kicking everybody's ass and no one's liking it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you see the video of the two women that interrupted his Nevada thing? His huh, Nevada? No, no. Oh, my gosh. So one of the women was actually sitting on the stage. It was amazing. She just, right before he starts his speech, she goes up there and grabs the microphone from him. And she's, let dairy die. Let the dairy die. Then two topless women come on stage and pour red milk all over themselves. <laughs> I was like, what is happening to socialism? Wow. Everyone's naked pouring milk on themselves. Wow. So, I want to party with Bernie Sanders. Oh my gosh. Like he, like that's, that's pretty, that's pretty fascinating. He just fascinating. walked off the stage. He was like, what, the, what is that's not what I could They're do. hijacking my thing. Yeah, only in Las Vegas would something like well, that. That's what happen. he says. It's always interesting in Vegas. Yeah. What happens in Vegas did not stay in Vegas. No, it didn't. Let dairy die. They don't want any more milk from cows. Nothing. Kind of like Joaquin Phoenix talked about the oh, Oscars. Yeah. None of that. Okay. Forget the dairy has fed humans for thousands of years. Let dairy die. Mm-hmm. It was trending all over Twitter right after. Wow. Fascinating. 
Let dairy die. I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Me neither. I did not know that. Well, red milk. I don't get to red milk thing. Is it like some blood-related thing? I don't know, but I sure love a filet steak. <laughs> Judas. I like the I like the New York um, strip myself. Yeah, I'm a filet guy. Taste your, taste your New York strip steak. It's How do you like your steak cooked? Medium. Yeah, medium. Emily's medium rare. Yeah. No. I used to like medium rare, but these days I'm like medium. Yeah, medium. I can't handle that. Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, so create a cult-like following. I think, oh man, I think I automatically think of my job, right? Mm-hmm. Divorce attorney. And I think of somebody, a divorce law firm that's done the father's rights. They've branded, create a cult of, if you're a father, you want to come to us because we fight for father's rights. We've given right. you a cause. You get yeah. screwed. They don't care about you. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 You know my theory on this? Yeah. No, on this but topic. I want to hear it. Well, here's my theory on this topic. There are so many people in this world, billions of people, and they're so unhappy and so they're, they're searching for purpose and meaning. They'll fall for a lot of stuff. That gives, if they think it'll give them purpose, they line up for it. Instead of doing the hard work and finding their own purpose, like with their, because of their own talents, their own skills and their own interest, to, you know, to, to sort of discover their their own kind of unique purpose they they just fall for other people and um if you give them something that sounds good they'll just they'll just go for it i mean how else do you explain people like people that follow charles manson and all these kind of crazy crazy ass things because because when when they were in the collective they they had a purpose that was greater than themselves and the need to be a part of a group was pretty high and this this idea of peer-to-peer power you know peer-to-peer connection and power and being a part of a tribe that's greater than you and survival of that group. And it, it really plays on some of our hierarchy of need things, our basic, um, you know, our basic tendencies, our human tendencies to, but doesn't the good stuff come from that way too? I mean, of course, you know, that, and I think that's part of the problem too, is there's so much good that comes from uh, a group. If there's the right kind of purpose, but then you also have the bad, like the cult, like following, and then if you don't like the other group, you want to call them a cult so that no one else follows them either. But I think the problem is, is the good and the bad comes from this situation. And some people are really not equipped or not intelligent enough to figure out, like you said, what is the right path? What is the right thing? What is the right person or group or idea or whatever cause that is? Yeah, well, I think everybody has, you know, they're sort of born with a, a conscience and... Sometimes that conscience can be um, improved and develop in a great character. And sometimes that conscience can be lost by the people you hang around. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I hung around a lot of people that had um, deplorable morals and, uh, you know, just did what they needed to do for their own benefit. And, and, um, and it, really, it really messes with your like what normal looks like. It really freaks you out a little bit. Yeah, like your psyche. Yeah, your psyche, because you're, you're, you know, you're in your mid-20s, you're like, oh, that shit ain't normal. And you're like, you're learning for the first time what normal is and what normal isn't. You're like, wow, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, which means there is no normal, right? I mean, there's right, not right. a normal at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like you're just like walking around like, wait, I thought this was customary and now this isn't, what? Yeah, it's a little weird. It is, I, mean, I don't know, but it's just, it's a weird concept because there's a lot of, good that can come but there's also a lot of bad that can come like i mean these people with the burning back, back to the burning sanders thing like they believe in that cause so much let dairy die 
that they're willing to interrupt that, commit maybe possibly a felony, but yeah. at least go to jail, something, you know, yeah. in that so cause. I, so those kind of people really piss me off because I'm like, listen, in your community in Las Vegas, I happen to know there are thousands and thousands and thousands of young people who need some support and need help and they're starving. These kids are being, there's sex trafficking happening. There's there's kids that are being, that are homeless, that are that are being abused. Why don't you put your energy and effort around the human condition, people that are really truly suffering and, and sort of help them instead of worrying about whether we- happening. Well, it is. I know, I agree with you, but I'm telling you, it's like they don't, they're so caught up in their bubble that they can't see outside the bubble. Yeah. They can't, whatever that bubble is, whether, yeah. whatever it is, they're not seeing the outside. Yeah. They're blinded. Well, they don't, they don't want to deal with those feelings. Like, I don't like dealing with those feelings. I don't like knowing the kids are sex trafficked. I don't like it. No, I hate it. Right? I mean, like, it's terrible. I, I, it, but it's true. I mean, it doesn't make true. it not happen. No, exactly. But I just think in a sense, sometimes subconsciously, we push things away and do dumb stuff. Like, let, like, let, put, let dairy die above everything else. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I see a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll have all these movements and initiatives to help kids or, or families or people outside of our country when we have millions of people in this country, millions who need our help. Right, but we need to raise yeah. people here. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, just, I agree. Maybe it's because I'm biased because the kind of climate and culture I Well, the way you I grew up, up with. Yeah. yeah, but I'm like, I'm talking, there's there's 600, what is it, 600,000 homeless people in Los Angeles? Like something, no, 60,000 homeless people in the city of Los Angeles. That seems low. It does. I think it's more because I've been in Los Angeles. It seems like there's a lot. There's a lot of homeless people. So like, I'm going to worry, I'm going to pour red milk on myself and I'm going to be like, let dairy die. And I'm like, I'm not going to help the homeless people that are using the restrooms in the street in Los Angeles because I'm freaked out about milk. Let me tell you something. None of those people are drinking milk. Let me tell you what they're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> they're drinking crappy water and whatever, they, whatever can. they can get their hands on yeah. if it's not alcohol because they got you know addiction problems and i'm like they're in a bad way and i'm like put your effort and energy in something that's going to truly help up help us help the human condition like but, but part of my get yeah part of my theory on that though is like these crazy things that come up that they find these kind of almost radical little i don't know let dairy die kind of stuff is we grew up with homeless people, right? Like we grew up seeing homeless, talking about homeless, doing all. It's become, I think, subconsciously a part of our world. But this let dairy die is something new. It's That's something chic. Yeah, it's chic. It's oh, radical. It's like don't wear fur. You know, whatever that is, yeah. it's this it's new the, fun thing. It's the new don't wear fur people are saying let yeah, dairy it's die. Something, you know, like something like I'm cool. This is my new thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Have they ever tasted really good cheese? I don't think so. No. If they did, they wouldn't be asking to let dairy die. No, Europe. If they had Europe would not deal with this. Yeah. Like I'm talking aged gouda. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm not going out with that. Like aged gouda takes a moment. Every freaking place I went to in Spain was like it's like a baguette fruit and free and, and cheese. Freaking cheese. Baguette and cheese. It's I'm a like, European staple. I'm a white big boy. Like you think I'm getting stuffed off freaking apples and cheese? You're out of your freaking mind. I think you should have some some sunflower seeds and and some I cranberries. Didn't see, yeah, I didn't see very many big people though. Some carrots in Spain. There are no big. No, people. They're, they're not big. Yeah, you see. Surprisingly, big sardines are good though. Yeah, in Spain, well, they, sardines are. They were good. Ooh, I don't or like maybe them. I was just so freaking hungry from cheese and apples. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but i think sometimes we grow up and so then as we grow up we see certain things and then we just think it's normal and that's a problem that's a problem 
It is. A, well, our paradigms haven't been. You know what's funny? It's like if you ever want to really shift your paradigm, go live with the homeless people for three days downtown. Like in whatever city you're living in. Just go hang out by with them. I think there's some good documentaries on Netflix, too, talking about yeah, that kind of stuff, like interviewing these people that live on the streets and really understanding yeah. what they're going through. When, when the boys, when Kim and I were, we had the boys before Hannah was born and they were really young, we would periodically go down and feed the homeless um, kid, homeless people um, in Salt Lake City. We'd go down and feed homeless people. And it was just blow us away how many... Um, um, how many families that we fed. And it was funny. It was, it was never anything planned. It was all just organic and everybody would show up and bring food and there'd always be enough to feed the homeless people. It was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But my boys were just like, they were just like shocked that people lived in their cars and they didn't, they went without food and you know, all these kinds of things. I'm like, yeah, you guys have it good here guys. I mean, we yeah, have it blown. No we're idea. blessed. And uh, it's, it's amazing what perspective suffering yeah. and perspective can get you. Right. Well, yeah, really the only happy. place that's okay to live in your car, Hawaii. I'm sorry, that's so you could place. live. And if I'm going to do that, I'm going to get a Toyota Tacoma and Ooh. get a bat, you know, like make a. I'm getting like one of those Ford Astro vans. An Astro van? Oh, I would get a Mercedes Sprinter van. Oh, man. and then just deck that shit out with all sorts of like I get solar panels and <laughs> I get old ones spray paint the crap out of it. Oh yeah, and then like uh, do camo. Yeah, do something. <laughs> I'm freaking. I'm all ter- I don't care anymore. All you need is a solar panel and your computer, man, and some Wi-Fi, and you're good. Yeah, yeah. That's it could be your tiny house. That's it. The so, very tiny. I don't house. know why they didn't do, you know, tiny house. It's all about tiny houses. You know, they should have had that be their passion instead of you know the end of dairy. Like, well, I mean, at least we get some kids, you know, off the streets. Yeah, there you go. Tiny houses can do that. I wonder if you could buy like a big piece of property and just put a ton of tiny homes on it. We should have a tiny house community. Yeah, we should. I mean, that, we should do a development, tiny house development. Would anybody buy a place that? Because me and Sam are pretty entertaining. <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll totally know, man. So, there's something. There's something to that, man. Maybe we should. We should brainstorm. Like minimal. What do they call it? Minimal. minimal. Yeah, minimalistic. Yeah, so min- minimum viable. I don't know. I it's like get a min- my to roll. You know, when you do product development, you're always talking about minimum viable product. Well, here we could have a minimum viable community. You could have like some central um, central usage things, and then mm. tiny houses everywhere. I saw this thing on Instagram where these parents um, bought some property, and then they have their tiny house, their kids, and then all their kids have their own tiny houses, and they're like eight little tiny houses, and they have communal nice. property and things. And I'm like, oh, that seems pretty cool. That could be like Little House on the Prairie, sort of. Yeah, the only thing that'd be left is for you and me to go topless at Bernie Sanders and, and then everyone know they need to be there. Like, if I'm doing that, I'm pouring Gatorade all over myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing mm-hmm. biking, sh- biking shorts, spandex things, like the bibs kind of thing, so mm-hmm. they hide my mm-hmm. gut a little bit, so I don't get yep. that fat. Well, we might as well buy yoga pants at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy Lululemon yoga pants yep. for girls, and I'm going to get them bigger sizes yep. and then have a, a man wear it. And I'm going to be like... Dumb Coke Zero all over myself. Yes. Free the zero. Free the zero sugar thing. Free Coke Zero. Yeah, what's the additive they use for Coke? Like I don't know. It's saccharin. Bad. Of, I know it's bad. It's terrible. Like free that. Why don't no we do free? You want a free dairy? Why don't you free poison that you know is formaldehyde in your like free that a little bit? No, they don't care. Are. No one cares. They don't care. They don't care. I, I mean, they hardly even care at all. I mean, whatever. Yeah. But I like that. I like that law. I mean. 
Anyways, you could talk about that forever. You really could. I so, mean, do we want to reach in the box and yeah, pick a topic? I just gotta give. What, what, let's do another Babe Ruth. Oh, thing Babe Ruth. Because we are okay, selling, so trying Babe to sell this freaking shirt. What was Babe Ruth's number? Baseball number. With the Red Sox or with or the with, Yankees? With the Yankees. Jeez. I think it was number three. Three. I think so. That's what's coming to my mind. I don't know. Now there'll I, be some people that correct us there yeah, because Floyd Mayweather, of course, did fight Conor McGregor and whatever Conor McGregor. And did beat him in the eighth round. Yeah, Mayweather. Sort of, we were right. Yes, yes. Now he was three with the Red Sox and the Braves. He played and for the Braves. He did the Milwaukee Braves. No, nope. Atlanta. No, he did not. It says Atlanta. Right Atlanta there. Braves. Yep. Okay. Cool. Like, um, what were the Braves before they were the Atlanta Braves? Babe Ruth played for the, uh, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron did. Yeah, he played for the Braves and broke the all-time home run record. Great book. I had a hammer. Oh, yeah. Great book. Yeah, my parents let me read that at like 11. They probably shouldn't have because there was some less sex. Oh, there. some crazy in there. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Your parents were pretty radical there. Yeah, let's see. And it wasn't your mother. It was your father that let you do that. Yeah. Oh, let's see. While Roos jersey number three is well known, the reason he wore it is not common knowledge. Until 1929, neither the Yankees nor any other team wore numbers on the back of their jerseys. Really? No yeah. numbers? Until 1929. Wow, um, that's a really interesting. The Yankees, yeah, the Yankees and Indians debuted the back of jersey numbers, and Ruth wore number three because he usually usually batted third. There you have it. Unbelievable. I think of number three. I think of Allen Iverson. Yeah, he was a stud. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but Babe Ruth is one of those original OGs. Oh, he's an OG. Original gangsta. Original gangster. Like Dr. Dre. He swang a bat. Dr. Dre, still one of the best rappers, rappers of the 90s. I know there's yeah. a few of you that out there disagree, but you're wrong. Yeah. Like, right. Those guys were the originals. Number three, because I bad three. Third. Third. Yeah, number three, because you bad three. for the Braves. You didn't know that? I didn't, I know, did that. I didn't know, know that, that either. No idea that. All right, let's pull something out of that box. All right, so here's our Life Karma box. Look, I think you should randomly push one of the buttons for one of our okay. noise effects before we do the box. What we got? Oh, let's do that again. Oh, yes. Wow, that's, like that's perfect. The, oh, my yes, gosh. That was perfect. The, yeah, that, that, the, that was not purposeful, I swear. No, that was purposeful. So, okay, here's here's a good one. Why do people have pain? Are we talking physical or mental? I, I don't think know. you have to throw that one. We can oh put it back in the box. Why do people have pain? So, it could be physical or mental. Well, from a what's the biological purpose? standpoint. What's the purpose of pain? Yeah. Biological standpoint, so we don't do it again. Yeah, so you learn. So your pain biologically is like saying protection. I'm trying to protect. If I have pain, it's like don't do it again. It's like the way of your body telling you like do something different so you can not harm yourself. I think of pain. I think about you like you talked about last week at karate. Oh, that's painful. Why do people purposely put themselves through pain though? They think they're growing. Yeah, well, I mean, it does... Well, yeah, like the you right don't kind grow of pain, without like pain, sore. right? Yeah, you don't grow. I mean, but people is there are going to between pain and sore, like being sore and being in pain. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like there is a big difference. Like, so when we would start spring football practice and or in the fall, and we'd come into camp, um, it, those first three days were just hell. But mm-hmm. then by the then when you're like doing a whole season, you knock the crap out of people. Like, and you know, you it feels and you good. felt fine. Yeah, <laughs> the pain you just got used to the pain. 
it like became yeah. normal. Yeah, and then and when you endure pain and practice, it actually made you a better player. So, so matter of fact, great athletes have the ability to to go through immense amount of pain and still keep focus. Like so, there's mm. interesting things that are said about that. You know, I I had some breakthroughs in my career when I learned to play with pain and still have focus and not be angry, and so it helped me a lot. Emotional pain is a whole different ball game. Yep, it is. Uh, I was thinking pain-wise, you're talking about growing. I was thinking about law school. That was Oof. definitely mentally painful or doing a trial or doing a big court hearing where your brain just like, almost like you do too many bicep curls, your biceps need a break. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. your brain needs a break. It does. Well, your brain uses 80% of your oxygen. So you're in trial all day today. I was. So believe it or not, I mean, that's probably, I'm surprised you have any energy tonight. Let's die. Does this mountain do zero? The zero, man. And I, I love this new zero. Sure. And when I am in trial the night before, I always dream uh, about the case, like the cross-examination I'm going to ask, the questions I'm going to ask my client, how things are going to go, how the judge is going to look, how everything I dream about. I don't sleep very well at all. <clears throat> but then it feels normal. It's like, okay, my body, including my brain, is now in trial mode. Right, you're ready. You, right. It's like pregame prep. Right. It's like prep. And I, I didn't even think about it, but I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't eat lunch. I had a Red Bull for lunch. And then I came home my, and I'm like, oh, I feel so good. I feel normal. And my wife's like, oh, no, you're going to crash. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I did. And then I ate a bunch of food, tried to do mostly protein. And then I got hyped. To That's do a good. Podcast. You know, it's funny because I have the same thing when I'm doing like public speaking, you know, motivational oh. speaking. Like I'll hit it for like an hour to like, you know, thousands of people or whatever. And then afterwards, I'm like, I'm good. I'm looking also like, Bleh. I'm like, dang, I'm just getting completely, well, uh, completely wiped out. And you explained this to me one time and you were right on and I never thought about it this way. But do you remember how you explained to me that like when you go do these speaking things, so many people come up to you afterwards and like almost like you take on their emotional or their emotions right. you or take emotional their, baggage. Well, the way I say it is you take their parts and pieces on upon you, right? Right. Now that's pretty heavy psychological stuff there but you actually really take on take it on right and if you don't get rid of it it stays with you it yeah. sticks man it's pretty heavy shit. i think about that all the time <clears throat> after you have said that i'm like how much crap do we take on from other people right. well it's one of the things as your friend and the guy that has your back always one of the things i'm concerned about a lot of times when you have these really heavy like emotionally charged divorces you're taking those parts and pieces and negative emotions on yourself and like to have a clearing process is really important for you to your mental sanity and your mental health and your physical health. I think it both affects you. And, and sometimes we just need to re reset the, the program, right. And uh, turn the power off and let, let the operating system reboot. And uh, a lot of people don't, don't um, do that. And I think pain is one of those indicators that tells you it's time to reboot or rest or recap or the more the pain, the more, the more you need to maybe manage the manage the situation so you can recover and decompress yep. and defrag and well, you have to be honest healing. with yourself though <clears throat> you have to be honest to be able to figure that out you have to be honest with yourself like i actually need a break you have to be honest that that's okay yeah really it's really hard to give from a place of emptiness or nothingness right so yep. so if you give so much that you have nothing it's really hard to give like right. so this idea of you got to fill it up and you got to have yourself centered lead yourself and have yourself centered to help others is probably pretty important. Do you know people like just are just totally wasting more out their lives with others and find themselves empty all the time? Yeah, absolutely. I see it all the time. All the time because they don't know any different though. Cause usually they came from parents that were that way or siblings yeah. or whatever. They just don't know any different. They, they actually cross the line. 
They, they actually do well. so much. They're, they're going out of their lane. They're crossing. The, they have no, they have no boundary on what they do for others. So I'm like, soon, so at, at some point, you, there has to be a boundary where you say, you know what? That's a little too much. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to get a little self-love, self-time, so I can have enough balance to when people need me, I actually show up. Yeah, but then the people call you selfish. Yeah, well, tough shit. I'm sorry. I know. I'm just saying, like, there's, there's like, but you have to realize there's no winning sometimes, you too. No, I mean, people are always going to be critical of you. Yeah. And that causes emotional pain. But if, you, if you're aware of it, like, I think I'm going to have my enemies. No matter what you do, people are going to not like you. And as long as you like yourself and, you know, you have good, um, a good um, character and you like yourself mm-hmm. and you have, and you surround yourself with people in your huddle that, um, or, you know, that they really believe in you and it really doesn't matter what other people think. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, that would be, you know, I just thought it'd be interesting to have my therapist in here. Oh, we need to do that. That'd be fun. You know, I know the lady, to, you know what? Hey, do you know Dr. Louise Jorgensen? No. She's wonderful, man. No. She used to live in our neighborhood, her and her husband. They used to live by the, um, the bell naps. Oh. But, um, anyway, Louise is a, she has a PhD in, and uh, she's a therapist, mental health counselor. And to bring her on this show would be fabulous, man. She could lay down some serious truth on. Oh, man. I oh, would man. love that. She's awesome. She's really her, cool. I'd love for her to be It'd like, be fun to have Louise Brian, here. you're an idiot. Yeah, of course. Well, I don't think Louise would say that. Dang it. I think something else is going to be like, Brian. Louise would, she would say like, well, help me understand the way you feel there, Brian. Oh, jeez. Like, let's talk about the inner workings of your... I want to burn your house down. (laughs) (laughs) Louise, I want to slash your tires. Well, her brother's house got burned down. Okay. Like her brother-in-law, because the house next door to it got burned down. Now I feel bad. You should feel bad. But I still want to slash someone's tires. I'm in a really and then you want to buy uh, new tires. You right. want to slash buy, your tires. You want to buy new tires. Listen, if any of you wake up and your tires are slashed, Brian did it. I probably did, but I'll buy you new ones. Yeah, he will because he's very abundant that way. Yeah, I'm just like I just want to slash him. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I think he, we need to. I think you need to start karate. Oh my gosh, I have a giant punching bag in my garage. I can't imagine myself doing karate. It's it's like a it can it's like like a, I'm just not karate. It's a zen kid. thing. It's a you know it's not a karate kid. Thing. I feel like I'm not a karate kid. No, it's not. It's about it's a focus and destroying the enemy thing. It's like a. Well, I have Robert Green for that. Well, no, you know what you know what I learned about karate. The mm-hmm. one thing I learned about karate is it's always best to avoid the conflict. Always. Yeah, that's so anti-attorney. Until you until so you anti-attorney. No, here's here here. <laughs> it's always best to avoid the con. This is what I was actually taught by my karate instructor. It's always the best when. When you can avoid the conflict at all cost, if you cannot avoid the conflict, I'm just shaking my you, head. No, no. If you cannot listen to this, you'll, you'll like this. If you cannot avoid the conflict, then kill the person. You fight to kill and you're looking for, you know, if you can't avoid it, <laughs> do everything you can to avoid it. And if you can't avoid it, then you fight to kill the person. Right. So like you teach you how to kill people. Oh my gosh. I'm like, this is sort of awesome. Dude, I'm I've sitting, never, I'm I've never had Sam's that. perfect office, okay? <laughs> Surrounded by football pictures. And he's like, avoid the conflict. It's like, really? Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. avoid the conflict really yeah, works well guy, for you. That yeah, that works yeah. awesome. It does, avoid the conflict did not work in playing no. football. Gotcha. College education. I'm it, sorry. It helped me and uh, probably left me with some CTE there. It's sort of wicked. Oh, my gosh. This, and to quote Sam, I mean, 
His office allegedly cost more to build probably than my last house. I mean, no, I did, not, I did not say that. I said my basement cost more. No, I didn't say that. I didn't. He's always giving me shit about this. I'm like, he claims the first oh time we gosh. met that I was like a terrible you were, person. You were. And my wife says, yep, I'm sure he was. I'm you sure. Were. Kim says, oh, I'm sure he was. You that were way. sizing me up. I was not sizing you up. You were up. totally sizing me I, up. And Bo was like, Bo has the good perspective on this. He was like, no, man, you got a great deal on that house because, you know, it's way bigger than the house you moved in from. Oh, my gosh. And I was like trying to be like no, altruistic weren't. and nice no, and kind, but you're like, no, oh, no, my house is bigger than yours. And That's exactly my basement cost X amount of whoop you do. We have the same freaking house. Yeah, we have the same floor plan, but, you know. But his office is. My office is amazing. I did invest in a sick ass office, and it's my 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 sister in law Caroline Olson designed it, and it's just beautiful. She's a a fantastic human being. I cannot I cannot feel bad in this space. No, it's because it has all these pictures of you know glory days. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like I feel like you should be able to like dim the lights in here and smoke a cigar. Well, you can. There's two sets of lights there, right there. You can dim the lights. I knew it. We see a big leather couch. We do, and I had them in here before I got all. I had these big leather couches in here before I did the podcast studio. You were sizing me up. I want, but when you came over, I'm not now though. No, not now. But you definitely were then. You have you have a G wagon. I do not have a G wagon. I don't know what you're talking about. I I really don't even know what you're talking about. Well, anyway, what is a G? I don't even know what a G wagon is. It is a, it is a. Didn't Post Malone sing about G wagons? Yeah, a G wagon. Oh, that's well. Yeah, I I guess it's a type of Mercedes Benz. Is that what they are? Expensive. Looks like a apocalyptic vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! I just that was that. Yeah. Should we do another question? Yeah, we definitely should. Okay, here's another question. Oh, where's that? Wait, what? We'll do a sound effect. No, is that? Oh, you're gonna do a different sound effect? effect? Yeah, do a different sound effect. effect. We don't even know what we got going on here. Oh man, that that could be bad. Who who can you trust? (laughs) No one. No one. That's what Robert Greene would say. No, you cannot trust anyone. I'm Robert sorry. Greene would say you cannot trust anyone. You can't. Tell me more about that. When I was a brand new attorney, my dad said to me, practice law this way. Trust is good. Control is better. Hmm. Trust is good. Control is better. Like, I guarantee everyone that's listening or has listened or whatever You've trusted somebody that has screwed you. Oh, yeah. Have you, you've heard the expression, in God we trust, everybody else bring data. <laughs> 100%. 100% percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't really trust anyone because you don't know everything that is affecting that person and, and, and what they do. So I trust no one. I mean, I trust Emily, but that could backfire. Yeah. So uh, I, got, I got a question for you. Hmm. If you lose trust, can you ever gain it back? Oh my gosh. I've talked about this at nausea with people. Like I always use the example, right? Of, of a husband or wife that cheats. Can they ever get that trust back from their spouse? And my answer always is yes, but it's different. It's different and it's difficult. So my, my, my friend, uh, Stephen M. R. Covey wrote this book called leading at the speed of trust. It is a fabulous book. Here's the premise. Um, that trust is a currency when trust is high speed is fast and costs are low. When trust is low, speed is slow and costs are high. That there's an actual tangible currency. And he studied for years 13 specific behaviors that enable that help trust, you know, that build trust. Right. Things like be transparent, uh, 
listen but you um, know, first and all these kinds of things. Stop right there. And he the says you though. can. I mean, he claims you can rebuild trust. Okay, but the transparency. How do you really know someone's being transparent? Well, let me tell you how. Let me. Let me. Is it okay if I just declare my intention and be transparent with you? I'm just going to be as clear as I can, as clean as I can. I still don't believe you're being transparent. <laughs> I am being transparant. That shirt is sick as hell. Yeah, okay. That okay. Has when it comes to that, on. yes, okay, I understand. I'm transparent. I, I really dig that. Business. Right? Uh, there's no transparency to me in business. Well, like, there can says be. they're being transparent with me, I don't believe them. It's like, then I want to see everything. Everything I ask you for, I want to see then. Yeah. You've, you just, you have a little bias there because you had some interesting personal business things interesting and you went into the books and you're like you discovered all the stuff that you didn't that weren't really yeah and that's happened to, more than once with you, a lot of business right you've discovered right. things that you did not right right but it, and they thought they were being transparent yeah but they were transparency is in the is yeah, in the eye of the person that's what i think beholding it. i agree with you it's like yeah. unconditional love it doesn't exist oh yeah it does and so like there's just no transparency <laughs> There's, there's just when you're naked, you never, you're transparent. You can stand naked, and that's transparent. That's because I have no tan, and you can see through my blood going in my veins. Right? Okay, because you're white. You're like I'm super so white. white. Yeah, I'm the same transparent. White. Like, but you can you can do things like um. Let me just hear what you're saying. Let me hear that. That builds trust. I guess I really don't believe that people uh, have pure intentions like that. Yeah, of course you don't, because you're you're paid not to believe that. You're paid to be. To question everybody, which is a discipline you have that I like. Like I'm better at reading people's um, unspoken um, manuals of whatever. Yeah, they're unspoken yeah, non language. They're nonverbals, right? Then they're verbals. I'm way better. Oh, yeah, at that. you're super. I've seen you like totally like way better. Be at that. killer at that because I'm like, yeah, that person's lying. Yeah, you know that. You yeah. know, you can pick up a liar like immediately. Yeah, it's like nah. Like I know. <laughs> I'm, I know you're not really who you're saying you are. Liar. You're a liar. Liar. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Anyway, maybe that yes. trust topic, we might want to bring that up for another session. But I would love to hear. Yeah. At some point, I'm going to bring some women in here too. Some like if Bo and, and Johnny if, Walker ever come back. Yeah. And I'd love to hear their definitions of trust because I guarantee it's different than ours. Oh, yeah. If you're, yeah, we're, we're in a certain age demographic mm -hmm. and they probably have. What is trust for them is different. Like, I trusted my wife to make me lunch before I went to work. Yeah. And I, she did not make me a turkey sandwich the way I like it. <laughs> she knows I like mayonnaise, then cheese, then turkey. Yeah. And Hannah's like, well, I trusted that you'd respect me and you didn't. You took away my phone when I did whatever the oh hell I gosh. wanted. So I'm like, it's just all about paradigms and perspectives. People see what they want to see and they do what they want to do. And Hannah, on my way over here, she finally realized who I am. What do you mean? I said, Hannah, you know, your birthday's coming up. What do you want? You know what she did? She said, I want a pair of shoelaces. No. She did the very woman thing to do. No. What'd she say? She just lifted up her leg. Oh, no, she didn't. She didn't say anything. She just lifted up her leg so I would see her shoes. So, because she knows you have, like, you buy shoes for everybody. And then she got, like, a dumb smile on her face because she knew. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, oh. You want new shoes. Yeah. I'm like, done. Pick them out, girl. Oh, my gosh. But. Like, did Kim just, like, was she horrified? That Kim she... didn't even know that that's why she was lifting her leg. So, Kim didn't even see it. Kim didn't understand it. As a sneakerhead, I was like, 
all shoe guy. You got the dumb smile on your face. Like when I see a cool pair of sneakers, I get that dumb smile yeah, well, on my face. There's a friends and family discount this weekend at the Nike. No. 30% off at the Nike store. They don't. The friends and family, I'm sorry, Nike. You don't have cool enough shoes for Hannah. Oh, yeah. She has to have the elitist kind yeah, of Yeah, I'm stuff. not going to buy Hannah's shoes that. Oh, yeah. You get her those kind of collectible things. Yes. That, yeah, you're. I want her to be wearing something. The guys be like, ooh. Yeah, like the Supreme ooh. backpack and the fancy shoes yes. all my daughter's cool stuff has been given to her by brian done like i gave her a really cool piece of luggage for her birthday and i'm sure like brian's supreme bag he gave her last year is way nicer and she'll wear that all she we took it to cancun she she brought that to cancun with of her. course oh the supreme or your new luggage no 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 hell no she brought the <laughs> supreme bag are you kidding me she she's what she's sporting oh those sneakers gosh. you gave her and then like the supreme bag whenever uncle brian gets her she like mm-hmm. sports around with so whatever I, you know, I always wonder if there's something wrong with me because like like when i go to these soccer terms or whatever like all the kids want to hang out with me and i'm like is there something wrong with yeah, me yeah you're your sneaker willy wonka that's what you need to understand you're like the sneaker willy wonka guy that sounds like a cool shirt yeah, Willy Wonka with sneakers and the golden ticket. Oh my <laughs> we just gosh! Got product that, development, that was beautiful. Bam. That was beautiful. That's why I buy that shirt. I would totally buy that shirt. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka with the sneakers and the golden ticket. Which I is, just love that Hannah. She didn't try and fight me. Oh no! You you. She just you, knows you, I'm going to do it. Whether you she ruined wants her. So or not. we're in Cancun. She goes, "Let's go into Versace." What, what was that? No, Versace. It was, no, Versace. It wasn't Versace. It was um. Um, the place that Emily loves that um Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. She yeah. goes, Let's go into Louis Vuitton, father. And I'm like, Oh no, we are not going into <sighs> Louis Vuitton because I will buy you like a mini hand purse and it'll cost eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. We're not going into Louis Vuitton, but thanks for asking. I take her in there. I know you would. Because like there's nothing better than that dumb, stupid smile on a kid's face. I actually think there are a bunch of things better than that dumb, I, stupid that's smile. That's all I want as a kid. All you wanted it was all, like that cool stuff. All I wanted that kid was like to be loved. Don't do this to me. Don't do, don't make me feel I guilty just, for being <laughs> a, a white elitist child. Okay, don't get I don't just, do this to me. I just wanted to get some food oh. in my stomach and have a place to live. He's, he's <laughs> of course, now I feel like crap. Thanks, Sam. No, 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 there no, it no, is. No, no, no I, I want, I, you're right. Though. I wanted those same things that you wanted. I just had a little less touch of them i went to law school to buy those things and blah, of course blah, blah. you did we were at the grocery store the other day and these kids walked by and jack's down he's like dude your kicks are sick and they're saying this to jacks and jacks was like on cloud nine the rest of the night yeah but then like what does that teach jacks like it teaches him that his shoes matter more than who he is no that he can build a cult following <laughs> to make people <laughs> create and follow him and therefore have power over them oh there we go so Jax, it's the sneaker power. He's it's a sneaker power. He's a cult. That's another great idea. For sneaker power. Sneaker power. It is sneaker power. A lot of power in branding, right? You know this. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. There's a lot, ton of power in that. A lot of power. You just put your leg up. People know you want sneakers. I can't believe Hannah That's did so that. Great, and I can't though. believe that Kim didn't pick up on she it. She didn't. I'm like, I turned to Kim. I'm like, oh, she wants a new sneaker. She's like, what? Kim's oh, is that what even, that means? Kim's not even tracking. No, nope, she wasn't, she wasn't even tracking track. it. Mm, 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 mm. She just so she funny. just was hanging out with her little grandson, so that's all she's thinking yeah, about. Little, no. little Mac, little Mackie Mac. He's grown three inches in three weeks and gained three pounds. He's gonna be a stud. He's gonna be like a, he's, he's like, gonna be a stud. Yes, he's a beautiful kid. Jeez, oh, beautiful fetcher. 
Well, we've gone almost 50 minutes here. All right, let's get it out then. Ready to rock and roll. All right, everyone. Real quick, did you watch that Ottoman thing? No, I haven't yet. Okay, get on that. I'll get on the... Oh, we were supposed to give people advice. So I gave people the advice to read Leading at the Speed of Trust by Stephen M. R. Covey. Yeah, Great man, great book. That's how you... That's If you want to know more about trust, read that book. My what advice for the week is uh, go dump some Mount Dew Zero on your head and see how it feels running around the neighborhood. Free the zero sugar. Free, free it now. Free the zero sugar now. I'm listening to more Post Malone because I'm going to hit it out with the wow. Right on. Right out, Let's then. do it. We're out. Life Karma out. You guys have a wonderful week. Teach you. G-Wagon. All the housewives.